you are listening to the Jasmine Star Show, and I'm so happy you're here. If you have a membership, have considered starting a membership, or are part of one, you probably know that the most difficult aspect of a business membership is constantly creating content. Or, hey, isn't that just like a general business struggle for so many entrepreneurs? Yeah, we get it. For Social Curator, my team and I are always creating issues and posts and articles and action plans for our members. And this is exactly how over the years we have developed a system for consistently generating content. And guess what? I'm going to share it with you in this entire episode. Yes, you're going to get a front row seat to the behind the scenes of how this business works, the nitty gritty of content creation. So whether you have a membership or you've considered starting one, you are going to love this training. I was invited to be a guest instructor for my friend Amy Porterfield's online summit exclusive to membership owners. And she allowed me to share my presentation here with y'all today. So without further ado, let's listen in. I am so happy to be talking today about your membership's never-ending content creation team machine. Content creation machine. I clearly need some more coffee. Before I do, I always just want to start with 100% of my truth. Before I go into a conversation or a presentation, it would behoove us for you to know exactly who I am and where I am. I cannot give a conversation or a presentation around creating content for a membership without letting you know the back end of where I started. I have to come out and openly say, I never wanted a membership like ever. When I really like pivoted my career around 2016, I would hear people talk about memberships and my internal dialogue was truly well, that sounds miserable. Like, I never want to create brand new content month after month because what if I run out of things to say? That feels like so much work. But let me go back and walk you through what it actually looked like, what my career looked like. So I started my photography business in 2007. I didn't even own a camera, but I had gotten a camera and then I started documenting my journey. I was sharing um, on my blog. I was sharing in the early years of social media, like what I was learning. And then lo and behold, I started creating content, teaching other photographers about photography. And then I started teaching photographers on how to build a better business. And what happened is that that opened doors for me to become a professional speaker. I would go to events and teach people, specifically creatives, how to build their business using social media. And then by 2015, I made a big pivot in my career where I decided that I was going to be a digital educator. In 2015, I launched my very first online course. And it was at that time where I was like, I would never do a membership. So I decide I'm going to become a professional educator and then launch my course in 2016. And we're just going to, we're just going to be rolling through this. And the thing that I then realized was after nine years, right? So photography, education, content creator, speaker, digital course, I started seeing three recurring patterns again and again. And the three main pressure points that I saw when I was creating content and speaking and teaching, number one, Jasmine, I don't know what to say on social media. Number two, Jasmine, I don't have photos to post on social media. And number three, I don't know how to market my business on social media. I saw these three pressure points happen again and again and again. And just like you, you probably noticed a gap in the market. And you're like, there's a gap that needs to be served. 
And I believed that the best way to serve this market was, oh my God, done, done, done. A membership? Like, oh, hey, no. But every time I went back to it, I said, well, social media changes so often. And there's always new strategies and new features and new ways to show up that to create a course, I would be constantly reinventing the course. And then I just knew instantaneously that a membership was where the business needed to be. But my biggest concern was how can we create new, fresh, robust content every single month? It seemed like it was too big of a mountain to climb. I am now telling you three years later that our content creation has become streamlined that we don't ever feel like, oh my gosh, we're scrambling last minute. Where are we going? What are we gonna do? So this has empowered myself and the team to say goodbye overwhelm and hello margaritas. Let's have some fun creating. And that's exactly the framework I want to share with you today on how you can create content at scale with a system that doesn't leave you completely burnt out and overwhelmed. So here is what you are going to learn today. Number one, how to select monthly anchor content. Number two, how to create your content creation system. And number three, how to ensure people use your monthly content. So perhaps I should take a second to say our objective as membership owners is to create content that people actually use. If they do not use what we are creating, there's going to be a much higher likelihood of them unsubscribing or leaving. The most important thing, in addition to the content, is to create ways for them to use it. So that is what we're gonna be focusing on here today. So the best part of the conversation is that our system worked when we had 96 members and our content creation works when we have 9,600 members. This is something that grows with you just the same way it has grown with us. So let's dive into this three-part conversation. Remember, please add your questions because I want to dive deep with those. Part number one is how to select your monthly anchor content. Anchor content for us has become so powerful because we now know that for the month, this is where we're pointing all conversations back to the anchor, the thing that holds us together, we're pointing our content back to that. This is how we streamline conversations and teach people what they should be doing every single month. Now your anchor content is your thesis. I believe X and your anchor content is your promise. Because I believe X, you will get Y. And your anchor content solves pain. I believe in X, so you're going to do Y so you can experience Z. Now, your community is now going to be like, I know why I'm learning this. I know why I should do it. And I know the results I'm going to get. Anchor content is the thing that's going to hold all of your content together. So in a perfect world, your anchor content should make your members think like, wow, how did they read my mind? You want your content to answer questions or solve problems far before they actually ever come to the forefront of their mind. So how do we do this? Number one, what we do on the inside of Social Curators, we determine if the content is time sensitive or evergreen. 
So what is time sensitive? Well, if we're going to be creating content around a specific month or around a holiday, then we need to make sure, oh, it's gonna, it's got to go in this particular month. Or perhaps there's a new feature or a new release, that's time sensitive. We need to make sure that it's put out as quickly as possible versus evergreen, which means we can use this topic basically at any other point throughout the year because it's not around a holiday and it's not around a feature or a release. Let's dive into a couple examples. So. Currently on the inside of Social Curator, the November 2020 issue is all about Instagram Reels. That is an example of something that's time sensitive. The time of this recording, Reels has been out just, I mean, maybe a couple months, maybe, not even two months quite yet. So we wanted to do, it was time sensitive, let's put out a piece of content that's not like how to use Reels. Our entire focus is how to use Reels with a business strategy how to not waste time and do silly dance routines, but actually do something that moves the needle in your business. Now, our December issue, we quantified that as an evergreen issue because the topic for that month is gonna be how to become confident using your camera, <laughs> how to become confident on camera using your voice. Okay, we're gonna be empowering people how to come up with their business strategy to go on camera via Instagram or Facebook stories, via Instagram or Facebook live, via YouTube or IGTV. This is evergreen. What are the things that you have to possess as a business owner to represent your business on camera? Okay. Now, once we have determined if our content is going to be time sensitive or evergreen, the next thing that we have to do is determine the topic. Now you'll notice that one and two are highly connected. So we are going to determine the topic and we choose topics around three months in advance to ensure that we have our messaging our action tips and our implementation ideas all lined up. Now I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into these things in a later part of this conversation, but I'm kind of giving a framework that what we notice is when we stay within a quarterly perspective, our content becomes less overwhelming. And we're thinking about the entire customer journey so that when on November 1st, people are opening their issue, their Instagram reels issue. What are the questions that they're going to have? What do we want them to do? How are they actually going to do the work? The third part is to determine whether or not you're going to have a guest contributor participate. Now we're sitting here and we're going to be talking about membership content. And I do think the way that I thought was like, as the founder of the company, I need to be on the forefront of creating the content, but we've discovered that having guest contributors really does help change the way that we are creating content and it gives us a lot of breathing room. So if you're going to be working with a guest contributor for that month, you're gonna be setting up a video conference or at least these suggestions are based on what we've learned. And so if you're going to be having a guest contributor, you're going to set up a video conference and you are going to ask that person to put together a keynote presentation because what we do from that is I will go on with our guest contributor. The guest contributor speaks and we ask Q&A. And then what we'll do from that video is we turn it over to our copywriters and our team to say, okay, what are we going to do with this content and how are we going to share it? If you are not going to use a guest contributor, then you're going to be setting up a content meeting with your team. Now, I should say that my husband and I, we founded Social Curator. And when we founded this, we worked with two part-time assistants. Since then, we've expanded the team. But when I say you're working with a content creation team, like the content creation team was basically me, myself, and I, and one other person like four hours a week. So you could start small and grow from there. As like a rule of thumb, what we've discovered works really well is about one third of our content is coming from a guest contributor. Okay, 
So what we want to do with our anchor content is to develop this as the main focus. And then we begin our process of the creation of the social curator action plan. The action plan is a PDF. It's a workbook that we want people to say, I know exactly what to do by following these steps. Now, the anchor content, all of our membership resources point back to that PDF. Like this is the thing we want to focus on for the month. When you're giving your membership something to focus on, it keeps everybody tethered to the steps they have to take. Great. Now we're going to move to part two. And don't worry, I'm going to tie this up with a big red bow at the end. How to create your content creation system. Now, our advice is to work backwards. When you ask yourself, when it comes to creating content, it's like, actually, what do you want your members to do? As part of your membership, what do you want your members to do that month? What actions do you want them to take? Because based on their actions, it's going to get you and them where everybody wants to go. And this is the thing I, I often, I just want to make sure that I'm leading by way of, we've only learned this by a lot of the mistakes that I had made. I'm going to share a reminder with you and that that reminder is something I had to teach and learn myself, which is that a membership is about transformation. It's not about a to-do list. I, I don't think there's very many people who want to pay to get a list of things that they need to do that month. You have to have your content not speak to what they must do, but it speaks to who they want to be. It speaks to the changes that they want in their life or business to get the desired results. So I want you to ask yourself, as a result of members doing what we want, what do they get or who do they become? Like, I know that there's a variety of different memberships represented here today that we can focus on uh, like fitness, so we can work out uh, like mom uh, coaches, we could work on a psychology group. Okay, but ask yourself, as a result of doing what we want, what do they get or who do they become? So let's break this down with a little bit of an example. Our most recent issue of Social Curator, here's what we led into. As a result of using Instagram Reels with a business strategy, members of Social Curator get, what do they get? More exposure, more followers, and more sales. That's what they get. And they become, what's the internal desire for the transformation? Confident and noticed in their industry. Every month we come back to what do they get and who do they become? That is what makes content movable in a membership. Because if we know who they want to become, then we can create content for what they need to do. Yes, it is a systematic approach, but it's not like, here's a to-do list. It's, you know, those deep desires of the thing you want in your life and business. Great. Here's how you get that. So I have to take a minute and, and take a big step back. When we started Social Curator, I had no idea who our members wanted to be. I had no idea. So if you don't know, if you're in your business right now, and I could say three years later, I know who it is, but after a lot of like hard work to figure it out, but even if you don't know who your members aspire to be, you need to know what they need to do to get the results that they want. So memberships are driven or subscriptions and memberships, they're driven by results. If your people aren't getting results, we have to hone in. What do you want them to do? So when you know what they need to do, your, comp your, your content is, should be only about, oh, let me outline how to do it. So they want 
a result, you say, if you want that, you must do this. Now, um, I'm fortunate enough. I adopted a baby girl in February of this year and I am a new mom and I'm trying to balance things. So let's just say you have a membership that teaches moms how to become better moms. I come to you and I say, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm frazzled. Um, I want to be a good mom. What are three things that you recommend? Because you're so good at what you do, you need, you already know what I need to do to be, get the results that I want. I don't want to be stressed anymore. And I want to feel like I'm doing right by my daughter. Now I'm using an example. If you have that mom membership, don't worry. I'm cool. Your girl is cool. My baby girl, she's a okay. Okay. So if we're moving along the lines of creating our content system, let's actually talk about the how. So we're going to do this in two fast action tips. Number one, what are three things your members should do to get the results, AKA the transformation that they desire? Remember how I just walked you through that example? Like if you had that mom membership, you're like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this three things. But because you're a specialist at what it is that you do quickly, just jot down in your notes, like action or taking action. I don't want you consuming all day. I actually want you doing. So this is your action tip. What are three things generally speaking members should do to get the results that they desire? The second fast action tip. What are three characteristics your members aspire to be? Ah, I want you just to write down three words. Now, what kind of words? Well, these are descriptions. Do your, do, do your members want to be organized? Do your members want to be healthy? Do your members want to be creative? What do they want to be? What do you think they're paying to be a part of your membership to become? So three things that somebody must do and three characteristics, things that they aspire to be. Because when you ask and then you answer these fast action questions, you're never going to run out of content to create. My biggest fear was running out or sounding repetitive. And three years into this, we ask ourselves two questions and we create content just around that. Now we're going to move into part three of this conversation. And that's um, the main point, how to ensure people actually use your content because you're putting in a lot of work. And I can tell you, we put in a lot of work and we started seeing uh, people weren't using it. Yeah, we're going there. We're having a straight out, honest conversation about what that looked like. So question number one to ask yourself is how do, do you want or how does your member want to cr- consume their content? Because I'm going to tell you that in my mind, I thought I knew what was best for the member. And guess what? The member is always right. I had to learn how our members want to consume the content. So like I had mentioned in 2017, when we launched Social Curator, we launched with what we called the action plan. And it's like a workbook. This is literally how you take action. And we were like, so stoked with it. Like, this is so beautiful. It feels like a magazine. And then we started realizing that this action plan workbook, it wasn't being used by the majority of our members. And I was like, if they're not using it, they're not staying. So I started asking members, well, what would make it easier for you to actually learn this content, learn this marketing content? And people said, well, Jasmine, I'm really into podcasts. So if I could listen to it, it would be easier. So then in 2018, we introduced the audio action plan so people can listen while they worked out, while they cooked. In 2019, we introduced the video action plan because people were saying, Jasmine, I'm not a reader. I'm just a visual learner. Great. 
no problem. So the audio action plan is actually me going through the content and reading it. And in 2019, the video action plan is me actually walking through the workbook and explaining the topic so people can actually do it. And in 2019, we also introduced the action plan Q&A that you are going to learn these marketing strategies, these high level marketing strategies that apply to your business. And then if you have questions, the team and I are gonna show up for live Q and A specific to that action plan. We had to ask ourselves, how do our members want to consume it? And then we had to find ways to make it happen for them. Because once you determine how you're going to share your content, oh, okay. Now it's time to plan for the implementation period. If you have a membership that's about meal planning, you can only create so much content about meal planning because if they don't actually do, if they don't implement what you're teaching them, they just get more content on meal planning without actually creating the behavior that you need to sustain so they stay long-term in your membership. The question becomes, how do members actually do the work? Now, again, I'm just going to lead the way and be 100% candid. We learned by making so many mistakes. I'm going to walk you through a few of them, but I'm going to walk you through first what we've implemented for people to do the work. So we all know that most memberships are self-study. People do the membership on their own. But I want to really encourage people, again, I had to learn this. When we launched Social Curator, we did not start with a community. And then about six months in, I realized, oh my goodness, we need people to keep each other accountable to actually do the work. And then is when we understood to never underestimate the power of community. Stu McLaren told me, Jasmine, people are going to join for the content, but they'll stay for the community. At the time, I didn't believe him. And now I know it is 100% true. Because when it comes to actually doing the work, Social Curator creates pathways for accountability that exist within the community. Because if people could do it on their own, they totally would. But there is a large section of people who, number one, want to see, does this actually work? Number two, how does this pertain to my life or my industry? And number three, I just want to do it with somebody else. But keep me accountable. It's like a workout partner. So when we started to notice these things, we said, how can we ensure that people are using our content? So on the inside of Social Curator, we provide caption templates, lifestyle stock photos, Instagram, Facebook story templates, and a marketing action plan. So even though we were providing caption templates, like fill in the blank for your caption, we realized that people were saying, I'm having a hard time writing. So we said, if people have a hard time writing, on the first week of the month, we host Productivity Power Hour. This means on the inside of the group, we gather for one hour, and one of our copywriters is teaching people how to fill in the blanks so that they're planning their content and their captions right there in class, and people are doing it together. The second main point that we started thinking was people are like, okay, I'm getting the action plan and I'm using it, but what about the strategy behind it? And we started realizing that when we started putting people together in small groups, businesses started taking off. So on the second and on the fourth week of the month, we host live take action together calls. This is when the social curator team will go in and we host curators to come on a Zoom call. And then we present like this month's topic. So for instance, um, next week, we're going to do our first Take Action Together call, and we're focusing this month's issues on Reels. So on our Take Action Together call, 
a few hundred people are going to be joining the live call. And then Megan, our community leader, is going to say, today we're going to be focusing on Instagram reel strategy. Like what actually ideas you have for reels? Because people were saying, I don't know what to come up with. So then in the Zoom call, we have breakout community rooms where a group of four curators are going in and they're going to be giving each other ideas of what they would like to see from somebody else's business on reels. They're going to work on that for about 40 to 45 minutes. They come on at the end, they share ideas and we're like, great. Now go out with your ideas and actually implement the work. And then, so what we have done on the first week is Productivity Power Hour. On the second and fourth week is the Take Action Together calls. And on the third week is group coaching. Now, are members going to all of these events? Probably not. Are we making ourselves accessible so that they actually do the work? Yes and yes. Because the third piece of building a community is where I come in heavy with the group coaching. This happens on the third week of the month. Again, we're systematizing the way that we're having people take action. I go in and I do group coaching. But the crux, the focus is on what? Our anchor content. Each month for group coaching, I am going back to addressing pivots, questions, places that people are stuck when it comes to the topic at hand. In the month of November, it will be Instagram reels. So I want to take a second and I want to say that I know that community looks different in each membership, but to foster connection, I want you to ask yourself, where are members getting stuck? When we created social curator, we did not have productivity power hour. We did not have take action together. We did not have onboarding with our customer success team, have live webinars to teach people how to create the content and do the content. The group coaching was just like a little bit all over the place. Like whatever questions you had, I'd show up. When we came in with the very focus of saying our anchor content is going to keep people in their membership as long as they're taking action, then we just said community is going to be built around one thing, personal responsibility for action by way of community accountability. So I'm going to recap what we just digested. And then we're going to have plenty of time for Q&A because I know that it's just like a hot day in New York City and I opened a fire hydrant and you're like, this is so much. I know. So recap number one, we want you to select your anchor content. This is so that your members say, wow, how did they get in my mind? Then what we want you to do is number two, create content around transformation. This is where we want your members to say, I know what to do to become who I want to be. And then the third part of this is that we want you to facilitate implementation by way of community. This is where we want your members to say, I don't have to do this alone to get the results that I want. So as we, as we move in to, to Q&A, I could not leave this conversation by stating something that I learned, and albeit I learned it the hard way. Friends, creating content isn't a burden, it is a gift. The minute I started realizing that I am very special, and the minute that you realize you are very special, why? Because there are so few people knowledgeable enough to produce content at scale. You are so unique in this world that you know so much about your topics, so much about what it is that you know. You are such an industry leader. Nobody can do what you can do creating content, 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 content. 
honey. That is a gift. And how you harness that gift is your responsibility to ensure that you are standing in your purpose in this world. That you have to understand that you are uniquely qualified to help people change their lives, their business, their perspective. You. You started a membership because you knew that deep down you had something to share and you could share it in a special way. So when we create content, it is less about us and more about standing in the fullness of the thing we are put on this world to do. Because I will, I never mince words. Amy will tell you I am a straight shooter. And I am going to tell you that when you have a membership, the days will be hard and the nights will be cold. And there's going to come times that you're going to worry. I'm going to run out of things to say. And I am here to tell you that three years into it, doubting the process is normal. That we are not alone. We just happen to be the few crazy people who lifted our hand and say, you know what? We're just about bat trash crazy to do this thing. But I know that I am one of the unique people who can do this. Friends, that is a gift. Because content is an opportunity for you to serve others from your place of power. And when you are serving others from your place of power, you can't but dang do nothing but shine. Because people see you in the way that you show up organized, with intentionality, driving results, and giving them the transformation that they aren't courageous enough to say that is what they want. So before we go into Q&A, I have to remind you that there is somebody who needs to hear from you. And it is time to share your purpose. The conversation we are having today is less about content and all about purpose. When you know that your gift is to help empower or diminish fear from one of your members, you are doing the thing that you've been put on this earth to do. Because here I am, I started this conversation like, oh, you're never ending content machine. And now let me just tell you the truth. Your content will not make you and your content will not break you. You're looking at a girl who has put out issues that didn't land. And you're looking at a girl who put out issues that killed the game. And guess what? We're still standing. Your content is simply your chance to serve people well and learn how to get better every single month. I would be more than honored to connect with you on social media. You could find me at Jasmine Star, and you can find our amazing membership. And it's amazing because of the team and the people on the inside of it at socialcurator.com. I'm about to do a little bit of Q&A with the queen herself, Amy Porterfield. So y'all, let's get this party started. Way to go. Way to send us to content church today. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, I love how you have your podcaster voice on. We're going to podcast church. <laughs> I can't help it. It just comes on. I, 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 I see this mic and I'm like, let's go. Do you want me to hold oh, it like this okay. the whole time? Okay, show off. Okay, I see you. Last time we were on video like this together, you had baby Luna and she was eating the microphone. Where is she? A baby girl is napping. I mean, I honest to God, I could not have made a better entrepreneur baby. It's like I can schedule live chats around her napping schedule because she you can <laughs> so set good. big men by this girl. It's like 
she loves her naps. Baby girl loves her naps. So, so do I. I get it, baby Luna. I get it. <laughs> Okay, so are you ready? We've got questions. We've got quite a few and we're gonna go through them um, as fast as we can, but I wanna make sure we touch on all the important points. Are you ready? I'm ready. Matthew says, what's your strategy for content management and archiving over the long term? At some point, there will be a ton of content. What's a smart way to prune or manage that content? Uh, okay. So memberships are all built differently. Sometimes you can access a membership and get all of the archived content on the inside of social curator. When you, the minute you become a member, you get that month's content and okay. you don't get archived issues unless you decide to invest in those issues independently. So we are less concerned with pruning. We're just first streamlining the way that somebody is onboarded, not to overwhelm them. But so for instance, if somebody joined, Let's use our October launch, for example. We had a 30-day Instagram challenge in October. If somebody came in, I said, I love this content, but I really want to learn how to list build. We point them to issue number nine, where Amy Porterfield was a guest contributor on how to build your list using social media. And if they wanted to get into that topic, number one, it was self-selecting. And number two, they had to invest in it separately. Nice. That's baller status when they're buying back issues. And I know how much works goes into one issue. I've heard you talk about it before. That is worth paying for, for sure. Okay. Sarah says, I'm confident in my training, but my members are just not engaging with the content or in our community. What can I do? So we have implemented quarterly focus groups which means that we're going to be reaching out. I don't know why I love the number 22. When we asked, I was like, I want 22 curators, like not 20, not 25. It was like 22. It's like, your party, so girl. It is my party. So I actually, it's not my party. It's the team party. Like I just like get to go up and like creep, but we have a quarterly group focusing session where we invite 22 curators and we have a list of 10 questions that we're asking them in regards to frequency, what, where they're getting stuck, what do they want to see more of? And those focus sessions are my favorite because we get our R's handed to us where we think of like, they're saying the most basic things. So here's something that, that, that came out of the last focus session. Now y'all are going to think that I'm like the dumbest girl on the block and I'd be hard pressed to disagree, but let me tell you, we're having this focus session and people said, Jasmine, we're so busy that oftentimes we're not able to watch the group coaching live. I understand that that struggle is real. They said, but when we go into the community, we have a hard time finding the group coaching session. And I was like, okay. They said, would you mind linking the group coaching session in the individual issue? Duh. Like, <laughs> Duh. Like, what is a link, Porterfield? It's nothing, but it's when you hear from your users about how they're navigating the site. So these focus sessions are basic as all get out and get their profoundly powerful. So if you're, so let's go back to the question. If you're struggling to get people to engage, you have to understand number one, what you need to do better to drive that level of engagement. And the way that you do that, you're not going to come out and say, why aren't you engaging with me? You, we don't want, we don't want to approach it that way. What we no. want to do is where are you getting stuck? Because when people start talking about where they're getting stuck, they're actually telling you what you could do better. And when you do it better, they'll start engaging. Okay, this is huge. I hope uh, Jazzy and Jilly are listening to this. 
we need to do something like that. Do you do it once a quarter where the 22 social care once a quarter? Yes. And yes. I love the people, the people that we include in the call, since you're talking about your team is we have our customer support manager. We have our social curator manager, and then we invite, but it is optional for every member of our customer success team and every member of our community team. I want them hearing it straight out from our members. It's like a dose of honesty. It's a good kick in the pants. Yes, it is. And you have 10 questions that you ask each time people can chime in. That is golden. That is so golden. So I hope we start doing that on a quarterly basis. I think we're going to learn some stuff, like some simple stuff that we have overlooked because we're thinking so big picture and wanting to wow all the time. Some of the simplest stuff is exactly what they need. So that's good. Diane says, how do you measure what content your members are consuming? Well, number one, I'm going to say we can do a much better job. Oftentimes memberships, and rightly so, they are on other platforms that empower you to run the membership. We decided to become a tech company. So we built our own tech stack, which means we built it from the ground up. Right now, we're currently working on hardcore analytics to measure what photos are being downloaded, what captions are being downloaded, and how many times an action plan is being downloaded, we could do a better job. But what we consistently do on the inside of the group is to put out a poll of what photos people found the most um, usable or the most effective within that month. So we're using that to say, you know what, maybe we should include more of this type of photo in future issues moving forward. Asking the community. people, And then once um, about every six months, we'll send out um, a survey. How are the lengths of our captions? Would you like A, B, or C? And they get to pick the style or the type of caption. And then we also send photo polls. Like, and it's just like a this or that, this or that. And the analytics we get from that is like powerful in creating content that they actually want to use. I think the one thing I'm seeing throughout uh, a lot of the, Stu mentioned this as well, is this idea of just like a quick poll, like, but consistently, you don't do it once a quarter even, but do it more regularly. So they're like more conditioned to be like, oh yeah, you want my feedback? Here you go. That regular feedback will give you the ideas that you all are looking for, or at least shine a light on what might not be working that you thought was working. So Can I I give an example? Can I give an example of a poll we're working on? Okay. So this is a real life story. And I think people who are watching who are not familiar with social creator, they're probably going to say like, yeah, duh. Listen, we're a work in progress. So what we do is every month on the inside of social creator, we give away, or we include five story templates and these are customizable story templates. And now we're testing different things, but we're also always including an engagement driver. So those tools like a poll, a slider, a quiz on each of our stories to ensure that our members are actively getting engagement. I went and I got my hair done. My hairstylist is an active and paying, full paying member of Social Curator. And she's doing my hair and she's like, Jasmine, why didn't you have a this or that quiz for Halloween? And I was like, oh, didn't occur to me. That's a great idea. 15 minutes later, I'm really disappointed we didn't get the this or that. And I'm like, okay. Third time she says it. And I was like, you know what? There are certain stories that are deriving more engagement from our followers. And we haven't done enough to ask which are those stories. So I talked to the social security manager and we're going to be putting out a poll in the group. Do you want a this or that? Do you like quizzes? Do you like sliders? Give us examples so that moving forward and, and, or maybe for holidays, we're thinking about including Instagram story templates that are specific to holidays and not in a, and, and it's like surprise and delight to drive engagement. Oh, so good. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We've got to listen. You hear it once and you think, oh, 
you know, if one member is going to tell you something, there might be a lot more members thinking it. You won't know until you do that poll. So you've got to ask them. So good. Karen says, can you share those 10 questions from the focus group with us? I wish I was prepared for that. I, like, that's, come up, like, that, I can come up the top of my head. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> that, that one's a little tough. That, that puts you on the spot a little much. Karen, I know it sounds great, but you can't think of them uh, right away. But Tracy says, how do you go about finding a copywriter? I don't know who I'm looking to hire. It's kind of like dating. And I know if you were to ask this question to 10 people, they're going to give you 10 different answers. I am just going to talk about my behavior. I have found the most incredible people. Most of the people on my team are coming from social media. Like hashtags are so powerful. Like I found a copywriter using hashtags. And so you're searching for it. And the best way to read somebody's copy is read their caption. Do they get your voice? Are they making cultural references that your members would actually like and appreciate? And then we give people, we learn this from you. We give people uh, tests. When you join, like if we're looking for a copywriter, we'll give them like a long form sales page, or perhaps we'll say, can you write this? Or can you write that? And then the content that they return back to is a really good indication of what they're capable of doing. Agree. Now I'm going to ask a really stupid question. I don't understand. What do you mean you found your copywriter using hashtags? Oh, um, I think the hashtag was like marketing copywriter, or it was like a, like, like business copywriting. Like you can say hashtags. And then you use that hashtag and you found a copywriter that was using that hashtag for their work. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, for those of you uh, who are in DCA that uh, are going to be in Momentum, we typically talk about hiring and job descriptions and all of that. So we've got some resources in there. Kelly says, how do I get my members to chat more with each other in the Facebook group? They chat when I post something, but I want them to talk more naturally on their own. This is a great question. It's not an easy one to answer, but I feel like you're a pro, Jasmine. So how do you get members to talk to each other? So on the inside of the group, it's important to create. So you have your business culture, but it's super important to create the culture of the community. And it's like we very early on is we taught a small group of people, the culture of the community. And then the community ends up teaching new members of the community. So what it sounds like would be a really good idea is to create tenants within the community, rules of the community, ways of being of the community. And early on, which is still something that we, we will do is if we have a, a very clear call to action, like, Um, what is X? And then we encourage people that once you leave a comment, leave a comment or support or give insight to the three comments above your own. Oh, and so, and so, and we do this even for, uh, we don't, uh, we, we don't, uh, we don't, when we're in a challenge, we'll say, have you posted on today? Put a screenshot of your post here again, accountability and leave a comment on three people above yours. So they're either commenting in the group or best yet, they're going to their Facebook pages or their Instagram accounts or their LinkedIn profiles and they're driving engagement by way of that. So it's leveraging community in a really deeply personal way that then parlays. People get accountability partners, they have meetups, they have friends, they do collaborations. And it's because you're teaching people what you actually want to give, give, give before you ask of somebody or something. Oh, that's good. But I've never used that technique about the three people above you. I like that. Vidya says, how do you create a different, how do you create different content for your different social media platforms? So Instagram versus free Facebook group versus private membership group. 
So again, every membership is different and the way that you choose to do your membership is entirely up to you. Um, Social Curator and the Jasmine Star brand, I just referred to myself in third person, which is so annoying. (laughs) Um, We don't have at this point in time, any free group. Um, So the only group we have is for Social Curators. And the only way you get access to that group is by being a paying member. How do we delineate the content that we are sharing is I believe that you show, 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 everything before you actually ever expect somebody to bring out their credit card and pay you for it. So what we do at Social Curator is we will create the why, why you should be on Instagram reels, why you should be blogging, why you should have a Pinterest strategy, but the how and the resources are behind the paywall of Social Curator. So I am happy to teach people how to do reels. Go right ahead. But if you actually want the strategy, the accountability and like a framework, we also inside of the group have something called a momentum booster. So that's one week a month where you have very clear actions to take that month. And then other people who are doing the momentum booster that month, you're supporting each other and you're keeping each other accountable. So, um, a hundred percent that <laughs> I like to end a, an answer with a hundred percent that that's that good. <laughs> I like that. Nicole says, how do you manage a calendar for your members? Do you invite them to a Google calendar with all the dates and details? Do you post monthly to the group? Give them a heads up a day or two before? Would love to know what that looks like. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is a good one. Because it's so crazy how we as a team could think this is going to be flawless. Right. And then you realize that a bunch of people just don't do it that way. So We have to realize that in order for people to actually participate, we have to make it easy for them to participate. We have created a social curator Google calendar. So if Google is your thing, you can join that calendar. We also have a monthly calendar that if someone's like, no, I just want to have all the dates. Great. You can hang out with customer support. They'll send it to you. Our Facebook header on the inside of our group changes every week with dates for those events. Okay. We have an events tab inside of our Facebook group where you click on the events tab and you can click on reminders like I want to come. And we also have an exclusive text community for social curators that you can get text messages from social curator, but then you can also text hashtag event to our number and you'll get all of the reminders for every time we go live momentum boosters, take action together. So, I mean, I feel like we're in all the places, but it's like, again, how are people consuming the content? I love the idea of putting the dates every week in the header. I would like to say my team is so, so, so smart. They're brilliant, but I came up with that one. (laughs) I think it's so brilliant. Pat yourself on the back. That was a good one. Yeah, humility. (laughs) Pride before the fall, Jasmine. Pride before the fall. The other one is I love the texting. We don't do that in momentum, but I'd love for us to look into that Um, because I do notice that some months just my live show up is much lower than I would have expected. And I know my audience is engaged, but if they got a text message to remind them, I bet that would help immensely. We do the email reminder. A lesson that we learned from that. What? Uh, The story I was telling myself is I don't want to text too much because I don't want to bother our members. But the thing we kept on hearing again and again was just like, how did I not get this reminder? I I set my goal. I set this. I set that. And I thought to myself like, oh, so then I said, well, I don't want to text everybody. So we just added that exclusive hashtag that it's an optional that you can um, join. 
we sent it out and it's been over a 72% opt-in to get those text messages. And I was like, yeah. So people are finding it really valuable to be in that segment of wanting to know, I want to show up for the live classes. 72%. Whoa, that's big. I hear baby Luna. You do because she's eating. Well, come on. Before we leave, I want her on camera. Okay. But we're leaving like in seven minutes, right? Yeah. So it needs, you know, that JD's taking her to her swim lesson. So baby girl has got to eat and hydrate before she becomes like the next, (laughs) she's got a lot of aerobic activity to do. I don't really care any excuse you might have. She will be on camera before we leave. You're such a bully. I know, you know, I'm super private about that trash. No, I'm just kidding. She's coming. I was going to say, wait, she's in her bathing suit. She's in her bathing suit. Hang on. Stop it. Let me see right now. Baby Luna, get over here. Come Let here. me see. Her waterproof diaper. Come here. <laughs> oh my gosh, baby Luna. Look at, look at her booty. Her Stop booty. it. Stop. Oh. Look at the ruffles. Hey, hi. Hi. Hi, hi baby girl. Hi, baby girl. Why does she look so she's unimpressed? Like, she's she's like, so unimpressed. I know. I know. Okay. Okay. Love, love you. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you give her, hear that attitude at the end? Huh. Okay. I don't have time for this. She's too much. She's too much. You are the best for doing that. I had to see her. Um, Okay. So let's see here. Lucy says, where do you host your membership? You are a tech company. You have your own custom uh, membership. We have Um, a tech stack. Tech deck. Stack. Stack. That sounds very (laughs) official. Very official. (laughs) It shows you how much I know about that. Um, Okay. How? Oh, uh, let's see here. Um, how much time do we have? Okay, just a few minutes. Okay, what if you release, Kate says, what if you release a month of content that didn't land and you lose some members over it? How do you approach this and bounce back? Oh, let me just break it to you, friends. You're going to lose members every month. Every month. Every Welcome month. to a membership. Welcome to a membership, honey. <laughs> and you want to know what? I, I shouldn't say how happy it made me. But I read an article in um, Inc. that Netflix hasn't seen a bigger churn than they have in the last part of 2020. What? So Netflix. So Netflix is seeing people unsubscribe. Unsubscription is totally normal. So if we have an issue that doesn't land and people leave, and then we have an issue that completely kills, people still leave. Remember, I said the content won't make you and it won't break you. You will be something to somebody, but you will not be all things to everybody for the people. And when people I always say it's not goodbye. It's when you come back. People are coming back. People are coming back. I'm going to win you back. Um, And so I look forward to I look forward to winning the back. I love it. I love it. Okay, um, let's see here. What platform do you use for your text messaging? I use community. Oh, great. Because Julie says, what do you think about the new text app community? You like it. You use it. I do. For people who are looking for automation of text, this is not for you. You would probably look into something like Textful. I believe it's called Textful. Again, I'm not endorsing any of them. I pay for all good money for them. Um, Community, you have to be texting in real time. And some people think that that's very, very, very heavy. Great. Wendy was saying, what do you do about automation? You don't with community. Okay. Um, Last question. How do you use email within your membership? For example, how often do you email your members and what do you email them about? We email them at minimum once a week. 
And what we've done, we've segmented each week because we actually want people. And we're very thankful for our open rate is that like week one, we're going to be encouraging people to actually get into the issue. And if people, we know that people are short on time. So we're like, here's an overview. And then we say, in case you're just looking for something to grab and go, we'll include a caption template and a photo within that email because we want them taking action. In week number two, we're highlighting a testimonial, AKA proof in the pudding. Like, look at what these people are doing. This is what you can then do. Week number three is oftentimes like inspirational. This is what you're doing. Go and take action. A reminder for the momentum. And then the last week, because baby girl's yelling at me, um, is going to come back down to what did you do this month? What are your goals? How are you going to move the needle forward? And so we also have campaigns. If somebody has not opened an issue or taken an action from an email, they're put into a sequence by using logic to say, here's your reminder. It's been a week, you haven't gone in. So we have like like a layered strategy of how people are actually opening emails and going to the site. Okay, so valuable. Jasmine, thank you so much. I knew you would bring it. Thank you for coming up with this entire idea for the summit. That's incredible. And thank you for showing up and talking about one of the most important parts of a membership, which is your content. And I love that you said the content won't make or break you. And I think that gives people a lot of grace to experiment with what works. So thank you so very much for being such an amazing friend and such a mentor to all of us. I love you dearly. I love you back. Have a great day, guys. Bye, girl. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you loved it, it would mean the world to me to leave a five-star review for the Jasmine Star Show on Apple Podcasts. And hey, I don't ask for something without giving something in return. Once you do that, you can then snag my three-part audio course on how to build a brand on social media at jasminestar.com forward slash IG branding. Yeah, a review you get an audio course. If you're interested in creating a recognizable brand and turning your followers into customers, this course is for you. So leave an iTunes review and head to jasminestar.com forward slash IG branding where you can grab it for free. Special thanks to Rockin' Chicky who left a five-star review and said, I love Jasmine. I found her initially on Instagram where she just pours value on her audience and I was freaking tickled to find out she has a podcast. She is passionate, engaging, and helping people turn their passion into their career, but for real. Hey, thank you, Rockin' Chicky and Binge Recovery Attempt, who said in their review, Jasmine is unbelievably generous with the information that she shares. This podcast is jam-packed with resources and materials. Hey, this is amazing. For people who take the time to leave reviews, I'm telling you, I read them all. I appreciate them and I see you. So if you would like to have the opportunity to get a future shout out on the podcast, leave a review, snag the audio course, and you might be able to hear your review in the future soon. Thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, I'll chat with you then.